This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. California agriculture basically reinvents itself every generation. How are we going to feed the growing population by 2050? There's three fans here. The seed is sort of the Silicon Valley of the... Uh, of the agricultural world. How are we going to double our food supply? We've reduced the chemical application by 75 or 90 percent. So this arm actually swings out. And the only answer is ag technology. Ag technology. It creates the ability to grow plants that are disease resistant, equipment that can target individual leaves, and strands of rice that can survive drought, flooding, and literally save lives. Farming may be one of the oldest, most traditional occupations known to man, but today it's on the cutting edge. Scientists at UC Davis say, and farmers agree, that it has to be if we want to feed a growing population with a shrinking amount of farmland. But as with any change, there is often controversy. So the tofu is sautéing. Welcome to Taco Night at the Adam Check and Ronald household. It's pretty typical of taco nights that happen all across our country all the time. Except maybe that their connection with food, as well as where it comes from, may run a little deeper than most. Food has been altered genetically for 10,000 years. A lot of people don't know that everything we eat has been genetically altered in some way. Pamela Ronald is a plant pathologist at the UC Davis Genome Center. Raul Adamchek is the manager of the market garden at the UC Davis student farm. This couple represents two very different systems of food production. He farms organically. She genetically modifies plant seeds for use in conventional farming. They're two worlds that are traditionally at odds. There is a national law, the National Organic Standards, that came about uh, in the year 2000, was developed by the USDA. And in that law, genetic engineering is not allowed to be used in organic agriculture. Raul and Pam both believe that the national organic standards have influenced what many people think about the genetic engineering of food. It's very good sweet corn, mm-hmm. too. When in reality, they often don't understand what exactly genetic engineering is or what it does. People have associations with plant genetics as some kind of foreign technology. And um, there's concern, they've heard that companies make seeds, corporations breed different varieties, and they're probably not aware that virtually all farmers in the United States do buy seeds, including organic farmers. So here's a quick lesson. In plant breeding, genes are transferred between the same species to create a desired characteristic. So a disease-resistant peach, for example, might be crossed with a high-yielding but susceptible peach, with the goal of creating a peach that's both high-yielding and disease-resistant. In genetic engineering, genes can be transferred between different species. A life-saving example is golden rice, soon to be released on the market. The new rice contains beta-carotene, derived from daffodils, and is believed to meet a vitamin A deficiency in underdeveloped nations that currently causes 550,000 children to go blind each year, and half of them to die. People, I think, aren't really clear as to why, what the benefits are of genetically engineered seed and, and why farmers want it. The benefits, Ronald says, are clear. With genetic engineering, scientists are able to create seeds that solve problems. 
They can fight pests, withstand drought or flooding, be hardier, more abundant, the list goes on and on. Considering the population of our planet is already surpassing the amount of food available, experts say being able to invent crops that meet demand and fight farming challenges will be essential, both for feeding people and protecting our environment. One of the major uh, products that is on the market is insect-resistant crops, that is cotton, for example, or corn, uh, that produce uh, their own resistance to insects. This has uh, enormously reduced the use of pesticides. Prehydrate them, that is. Kent Bradford is director of the Seed Biotechnology Center on the UC Davis campus. Ironically, it sits not far from the organic market garden and is probably one of very few places on the planet where you'll find such traditionally opposing viewpoints working practically side by side. That's because Bradford, the director, and Ronald, a geneticist, want the same thing that organic farmer Raoul Adamchek and this farmer and this farmer and this farmer wants, an abundant, safe food supply that doesn't harm the environment in the process. And the goals really are how can we produce uh, enough food to feed the world, the food needs to be safe, it needs to be um, we need to reduce um, some of the toxic inputs. All of these, uh, these advances are, are targeted really toward uh, reducing the footprint of agriculture, reducing the inputs, uh, making agriculture more sustainable as well as more compatible with the environment. Scientists say solutions to many of the biggest food producing challenges already exist. Their biggest obstacle is getting consumers to understand the benefits. Currently, testing is much greater for genetically engineered products than it is for other new products, which means a greater expense and a greater length of time to get a potentially life-saving or crop-saving seed onto the market. So the innovation that scientists and students are working on right now may not be able to help us for another decade or longer. So this is the walnut breeding program at UC Davis. And we are creating new varieties of walnuts for the future generations of farmers. Graduate student Krista Freilinger says 90% of walnuts grown in California are ready for harvest at the same time. She's trying to create a tree that fights common walnut pests and diseases and can produce nuts throughout the year. Similar breeding was done long ago on iceberg lettuce, something consumers now take for granted. We plant lettuce in California every day, and to produce that identical head of lettuce throughout the state every day, we need 30 to 60 different varieties every year during the course of the year. Plant geneticists could likely find similar solutions for many common and healthy foods, solutions that would produce more of these foods and would enable farmers to use less water, which is in short supply and fewer chemicals, if any at all. It's hard to imagine that we're going to have more land suddenly come into production. So we're going to have to be much more efficient with what we have. It's not hard to figure out that in order to feed our population and protect our environment, we're going to have to farm smarter using tools that work better. And that's where precision farming comes in. Generally doing things that is much more uh, localized on a spatial basis. So rather than farming a field, you might farm individual plants or you might eventually farm individual leaves or smaller and smaller areas. Here at the Western Center for Agricultural Equipment on the UC Davis campus, tools for improved farming are born. I like to sit there and, you know, and engineer stuff and design stuff, um, follow through with calculations and then go out and actually build it. And I think it gives me an edge on other engineers out there in the field that don't have this 
practical knowledge. Dasa will someday return to his family farm in Stockton as a fourth-generation cherry and walnut farmer. But in the meantime, he hopes to make his mark on the industry by creating equipment that will require fewer chemicals, making farming more economical, efficient, and productive. With a very targeted application, you can reduce that volume of water and chemical to still achieve a level of protection on your grapes. Ryan Billing created technology and an improved system for spraying plants as an undergraduate project and finished it while pursuing a master's degree here at UC Davis. He now works on campus as a development engineer. I hope this machine makes it to the market and allows farmers to, uh, to, to pass their farms along to their next generation. And that's what it's really about, continuing the tradition of working the land and feeding our families. It's another aspect of sustainability. It's part of the reason why UC Davis is focused on exploring genetic engineering as well as new ways to farm organically. Why don't you have some salad on your tortillas? It's also why an organic farmer and a genetic engineer sharing values can find common ground as they raise a family while living under the same roof. Well, having the same values and having the same goals and just uh, coming from a different point of view to get there. When it comes to how food is grown, there may always be passionate advocates on opposite sides of the road. But at UC Davis, researchers, educators, and even students believe that all roads essentially lead to the same place. A place where food is abundant and safe and the environment is thriving. A place where sustainability isn't a hope or a goal, it's a way of life. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.